We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friend at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did. Whoa, it's WTIC. Where have you been all weekend? Well, maybe the same place I was. Chilling out. Welcome back. 860-522-9842. Chris has been holding for a while, so let's see what's going on there. Hey, Chris. Hey, how are you? Thank you for the call. I have to agree with Tom about, um, or actually comment about what Tom was saying about the hygiene classes. Um, I am a school nurse. And unfortunately, we are asked um, several times a year to bring this subject up with certain children. Um, it is taught as a um, part of the PE course. The PE teachers teach health as well. Uh-huh. So we're asked to kind of back them up if there's a um, case that needs to be. So, so you're suggesting that it's when a specific child doesn't know. Um. Yeah, or you know, where we need to reinforce it with the child, or and or the parent. Um, so that's what we do. We kind of back them up. But but you're backing them up on an individual individual basis. You're not yes, going we, in and teaching a class the way Tom described. Right, right. But the PE teachers do teach that. They do mm-hmm. teach hygiene. Um, it's very hard to get samples of deodorant and toothpaste and things like that. But um, we used to do that as well. Give those out. Um, and do you think it's necessary to, in order to get conformity, like, like, is is it motivated by the teachers and the schools, the adults in the school, not wanting to have to smell the kids? Yes. In certain <laughs> cases, it is. Generally, when they're given, the, when the PE teachers are given class, it's a, you know, it's just part of the curriculum. But for us, when we do an individual case, it's. It is because it's overwhelming to the teachers and to the other students. Yeah, I just wonder, it's kind of a chicken or egg thing for why this would have originated. Because the practical aspect, this is a a practical application of a biology class, right? Well, And and why is it, if parents were doing their jobs, then Um, this would not come up. Exactly. And we have also found that during the pandemic, Parents um, got very frustrated and gave up the responsibilities of teaching the kids about how to potty train. So we're finding kids that are coming to school that are not potty trained and they're Stop. wearing pull-ups in oh kindergarten my. and first grade. Oh, this is amazing. Oh, first, yes. First it's grade. Just, it's collectively agreed on that um, the parents just got so 
you know, depressed about the about COVID, and they have, you know, said let's the, let the school teach the kids how to, you know, go to the bathroom. But you know, if uh, if that's the case, they're not getting depressed about COVID. They're just they're getting depressed about their own lack of preparation for life. Can you oh, yeah. imagine That's having that conversation true. with yourself and coming to that conclusion? Mm-hmm. Yep. You can? <laughs> I, well, no, I'm disagreeing that. Can you imagine? I can't right. imagine. No, it's, so uh, yeah. re- it's so disgusting. It's beyond mm-hmm. comprehension. Exactly. Because that was a general rule. You don't come to school until you're potty trained. And some of our schools still, you know, agree with that and don't let the kids in until they're potty trained. But um, you can't, in public school, you can't, you know, um, some of the private schools have that rule. But in the public schools, you can't do that. So it becomes a nurse's responsibility to um, teach the child how to potty train and to change the kid. And mm-hmm. But the next thing will be the parents will be getting mad. They'll be making an accusation that you interfered with my child by but teaching them. you can't them. let a kid sit in the classroom wet. You know, that just brings out a whole nother group of problems. <laughs> oh, man, this is uh, what, what grade do you teach? I don't teach. I'm the school nurse. Oh, you're the nurse. I'm sorry. And and what what other trends are there? Is there a larger picture here that you can paint for us? Uh, those are the two big things. Um, yeah, but are they part it, of something else that's going on, in your opinion? Oh, just a lot of... Um, anger and depression and mental health issues and that's why the schools are dealing with that with more programs um dealing with mental health more kids being depressed oh yeah yeah. and why do you think that is and acting out you know because of the breakdown like the the household just collapsed during covid it could be that it could we see a lot more of that um i think covid brought a lot of that to the forefront you see it on the roads with the angry drivers you know, so it's just a, a whole society has changed. And I've, I've seen it since COVID. I've seen an uptick in it since COVID. Yeah, so we would have to assume that I think that there was a trend going on because we know we've been softening as a society for a long time. Oh, sure, sure. But, but that really the floodgates were opened up with COVID. Yeah, when COVID. When you exactly. start telling people they have to close their businesses and close their schools and and uh, stay home and then you and then you keep it going for years instead of a couple of weeks exactly then yep. everybody follows falls apart i guess and the whole right. you've lost all your societal structure all the and cause the kids and effect. learn from the parents so they see if the parents are falling apart then you know they don't have a support system at home to to lean into you know, it comes out in school. How can parents be so irresponsible to their kids, though? I I thought the uh, I thought parents all had this instinct about best interest of the child, and that they would be embarrassed to not do what. And where are the grandparents and stuff? <laughs> Don't know. That's a good question. All we right. see a lot of grandparents taking care of the kids. You know, taking over for the parents. Chris, anything so, else you want us to know? No, I think that's good. Oh, you've been wonderful. Thank you so much. Oh, thank you. I appreciate great, it. Great to talk with you. But it's scary. It's scary as all get out that we're that fragile, that they'd already weakened us so much that, you know, I, you know me, I'm not a conspiracy theorist, and yet 
this all just fits together. All these little pieces fit together as if they understand, as if the bad guys understand what they have done. As if COVID was part of a plan. It doesn't have to be that they invented the virus or that they knew the virus was coming. It might just be they were ready to seize the opportunity. But whose master plan is this? Who made up this plan? Who is that brilliant? I don't understand who's that brilliant. I don't understand. I don't understand the stuff that was written in the Bible, the insights into into mankind and, and how this, this would fit into that kind of scheme that there are people around who are, who have some kind of super understanding of how the world works. Can anyone explain this? Why are we, why is our society falling apart and we have just terrible political leaders who are encouraging it to fall apart more and everybody seems happy with them. Does this make any sense? Our government is bankrupting us. Nobody seems mad. Nobody even seems able to keep it in their consciousness that the world is falling apart. That you can't have a state that's, that's endlessly in debt, that has the largest per capita debt of any state in the country, Connecticut, and a country that's $30 trillion in debt and growing. And at some point, the car's got to go off a cliff, right? Somehow everything, everybody's lost the instinct for survival. Please help with this. Need your input. 860-522-9842. The rant line number, 860-751-4698. Boy, that was a sobering little call from Chris. Thank you, Chris, for that. We'll take some more phone calls coming up on WTIC. Good afternoon to you. 860-522-9842. Armand Avon. Hello, Armand. Good afternoon, Todd. Thanks for taking my call. Thank you. So you brought up the topic about civilization being in a state of chaos, right? There's a, there's a book I read. It was called Immoderate Greatness, Why Civilizations Fail. And the premise of it was... It's, it's all because of moral and ethical decline mm -hmm. and the failure of the family unit and the disrespect of the mother or the center of the family. Have you ever heard that before? Well, it's not in some kind of official theory package, but, I mean, we talk about it all the time as, as what we've been witnessing in our society and that the, you know, that the Democrats have been pushing this for a long time, this idea of... Um, of, of a set of policies that result in collapse of the family unit. Yes, and it's, I think it's more than policies. And I'm going to use this just as an example. I don't think this applies to all of them. 
But if you look at the like the lyrics in rap and how they denigrate or how they ridicule or diminish women, and it be, became accepted by society, that's the first sign of moral and ethical decline and acceptance of it. Yes, but at the same time, you would expect that of a capitalist society, wouldn't you, where you would allow any kind of product to be marketed and it would find its own level. It's like porn. You know, porn was always there, even when it was when it was hidden away in back rooms someplace. But the, the, the demand was there for it. But now we have pervasive demand for everything that's garbage. But in the in the old days, Todd, it was our parents who were standing behind us to slap us in the back of the head when we did something that was inappropriate. That's not happening today. Yes, there was always Ed Sullivan to tell Jim Morrison that you're not allowed to sing on, you know, to say I couldn't get much higher on my TV show. And Jim Morrison did it anyway and flipped the bird. And that, to me, was the moment of, of transition. Yeah. I love the Morrison example. It's, it's fascinating. Thank you, Armand. Appreciate hearing from you. Let's go to Pat in Manchester next. Hey, Pat. Hi. Um, I think it's very simple, okay? There's a, a lack of faith, all right, in spirituality, and a lack of discipline, not only discipline for our children, but self-discipline. Life is so different now. It is, but how could you—so so if you think back to the 60s, I look at the 1960s uh, and I say, this is the moment at which affluence and— um, understanding that that official authority that the government w lied to us and was corrupt and was pursuing war because it wanted to have a war and then you have the protest movements and you have all the spinning out of control and you have the college campuses at war with their with their students and there's this awakening going on where people are understanding that they can wear their hair different ways, they can dress different ways, they can think different ways, they can take drugs. You've got the drug. There was just this incredible confluence of forces that all came together at once. And that seems inevitable to me, that you would, when you get an affluent society, when you go from being uh, young people having limited resources to suddenly them being the ones who drive the, the cultural marketplace. How do you hold it together? I don't know how you can do that. I think it starts very simply with the family, and it spreads. There, I grew up in the 60s, and all of a sudden we were free to do anything, where before then we had discipline, we had morals, we had rules. And it's, it's just, I don't know, it's no good. Well, I've, I've never understood why the adult world let go so easily, but I assume it's that if you think about my example of Ed Sullivan and Ed Sullivan being the guy who wouldn't let Elvis be, sh <laughs> be shot below the pelvis, yep. and he felt a responsibility to do that. And then something clicked, and you get to rap where all those big record companies were putting out this this stuff that was utterly disgusting to listen to and yeah. and they didn't face any pushback for that yeah all of a sudden it's okay yeah so somebody had to decide it was okay and i think it was just the forces of commerce were bigger 
than holding the values together, and people didn't want to keep ultimately individual Americans. Yeah. Not just us, but individual Americans decided we didn't want to be bound by family anymore. We started moving away from each other as soon as we could. Anybody makes a few bucks and they go get a big house with a fence around it and, and uh, keep their family out, except for special occasions. Right. Or they or they move halfway around the country. Yeah. And we and everybody stopped going to church. It's been a long unwinding. Yeah. But is that not natural, do you think, for that to happen? Unavoidable, I maybe? I don't know. Really don't know if it is. You know, it's just sad, and I don't know how we can get that back. I don't think we can. Ah, the big question. I don't I don't know how you put Humpty Dumpty back together again. Right. You got it. Well, thank you, you Pat. All right. Thank you for taking the call. Excellent call. Thank you for making it. 860-522-WTIC. How do we... Put it together again. How does one create discipline out of disarray? How do you do that? How do you take a society that has self-imploded? It was our choice. Okay, if it was caused by affluence, would the removal of affluence do the trick? What if it all comes apart? What if we don't have our plumbed water and our plumbed natural gas? Because if you look at what the Democrats are up to, they're trying to break the things that hold it together, like they're trying to get rid of energy. How are we supposed to hold modernity together without without energy and yet they're willy-nilly passing ridiculous laws to undo the infrastructure the supply chain that term we're all so familiar with now and what did they do with COVID? they used COVID to break the supply chain and they used COVID to break productivity when there was no reason to now you can say it was just a lot of numbskulls like ned lamont who just saw an opportunity, their consultant said, this is how you play it. This is how you maximize this opportunity. You ignore the fact that County A has 1,300 deaths and County B has 12. And you just make one rule for all of them and say they all have to shut down. Because you want them all scared. You can't tell some of them they're not, they don't need to be scared. You need everybody scared. You know, maybe it's just driven by the, the lust for power. But it's so effective. And humans aren't usually this effective when they're, when they're just trying to do something for the first time. When they just have a plan, you know, the, the plans don't necessarily work out just because you've made them. But look how beautifully this works. Uh, then there's the fact that this is just breaking things. That that the politicians of today are vandals of modern society. They're trying to, they're throwing stones at a, a finely tuned machine, so it's easy. Okay, that's possible. But why is it so easy to be the ruiner of everything, like the Democrats are now? And at the same time, be able to win elections. It just all seems too Dr. Evil-ish.
to understand how they pulled it off so well. 860-522-9842. Let's talk about it after we get a news update. All right? And we've got a lot more to do, so stay with us on WTIC. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseballs and boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Miss something from the Todd Feinberg Show? Listen to the podcast on WTIC.com slash podcast. Yes, we need to save the world because nobody else seems to be doing it. 860-522-9842. Alice is in Wethersfield. Hi, Alice. Hi, how are you? I'm rocking. Yeah, okay. Uh, I realize, I want to contribute to your conversation. I realize that you must put forth provocative questions in order to stimulate callers. But I'll tell you, when you turn it to saying one uh, you know, party is more responsible than the other, I really take issue with that. But put that aside, there is something that does make a difference is when individuals seeing what's around them take action to without the idea of violence or anything of that nature Mm -hmm. do something positive to help change the situation little story i have for you is i had little neighbors age two four and six and grandmother was trying to tell them little boy where does milk come from she tells him, and he said, Ew, I'll never, <laughs> I'll never touch that stuff again. Little children aren't learning necessarily in our modern society where food comes from. Mm-hmm. Survivability, friends, you better know how where your food comes from. Anyway, so I, on my own, I started a garden so the children could come and help me. And I taught them, you know, we planted the seeds, we transplanted the plants. The kids loved it. I also had raspberry and blueberry bushes already growing on the property. They'd be knocking on my door at 7 o'clock in the morning. (laughs) Alice, can we go pick blueberries or raspberries every morning, (laughs) you know, when they were in season? 
and the kids, you know, watched the things grow. They'd run into the house with a cucumber and say, Mom, Mom, I've got a cucumber, mm-hmm. you know, and that kind of thing. It's that kind of action that will turn the world around. And particularly important now because of the portents, as you say, really do indicate that we're headed into a global downturn. Turn. Mm-hmm. So, you know, be aware. Notice, for instance, we enjoy, and I love, early morning sunrise. Very red suns, sunrise. Unusual, really, in their incidence. Alice, how do you see the downturn merging downturn. Okay, merging darling. with this trend? Oh, darling, wait a moment. Uh, okay, in terms of individual morality and the way families function, I agree that uh, families are falling apart. They're, everybody's flying off in a different direction somewhere, and no one connects anymore to what is really essential to them as human beings. You know, we're social beings. We need to be part of a community, and the basic community that we start with is, of course, the family. So... Uh, I am in the process myself right now trying to reconnect various generations of my family, not my personal sons and daughters, my niece and nephews, because I never had children myself, being unable to, but, um, you know, reaching out to them to reconnect them to their elders like their great uncles and their great aunts. Oh, that's wonderful. You know, that's what you do. Do something positive, but there is going to be a downturn. Um, there was a report to the U.N. last week saying that um, countries in Africa are facing famine next year, beginning next year, because of the stupid war in Ukraine that Russia is waging. And um, fertilizer, 40% of the world's fertilizer comes from Russia. I don't know, some high, yep. high percentage are ridiculous. Russia anyway, and so Ukraine, not I think. getting out in those countries there depend on this in order to raise their food the first time in recorded time. Yes, but why wouldn't that be a contributor to bringing us back together? Necessity is what caused us to be tight in the first place, wasn't it? To be what? Tight. To be tightly knit communities. Because we come from a tribal background where survival depended on us working together. I agree. I want to get back to some, not tribalism, but I want to get back to the idea that you have to maintain a certain social unit in order to survive, you know, the upturns and downturns of whatever occurs. Now, in the matter of, uh, I love the, you know, sunrise, I early riser, and uh, the thing is that as I see that and enjoy them as a thing of beauty, I'm also, runs a little rhyme in my head from long ago when we didn't have weather forecasters on the news or radio or whatnot. It was because people couldn't depend on those things mm-hmm. to know what was going on. They had to be aware of what was going on in the sky, what was happening in the, you know, ambience in which they found themselves, which is yes. nature. Yes. Okay, so red sky at night, sailors delight. Red sky in the morning, sailor take warning, meaning that there are atmospheric changes occurring expect a storm be prepared this is what's happening now we're seeing multi multi um, evidence of these changes in the climate just in nature you know we better be attuned to that it's going to affect everything we need to gather together as cooperative units in order to prepare for the 
worst part of the future. Forget the stupid thing of pursuing wealth or whatever, you know. Get back to basics. Alice, you are wonderful. Thank you so much for the call. It's great to talk with you. Well, thank you for letting me lecture on and on. Bye-bye. God bless (laughs) you. You did great. It was wonderful. 860-522-9842. April, hi. Yes, April. Oh, we got a shaky cell. Try once and more. They learn those. Start over again, April. Your cell wasn't there at first. Go oh, ahead. I'm sorry. Um, I, Alice can rest assured that my students learn those rhymes when we study weather. Is there another one as good as Red Sky at Night? I think that's the best one. There's a couple others, but that that's the best one. And, and the kids look. I mean, we do a lot of like looking at the weather. We'll go out at noon and see if they can find their way north. By their shadow at noon, they can go out, and then their oh, shadow will that's ride, excellent. Will ride north. So a few little things like that. But with the storm and everybody, and so many thousands of people out of power, my question, I was like, oh, maybe some of the listeners know, or maybe you would have an idea. With all of these electric cars that are coming on the market, and if we went completely electric, what would be happening, and how would we be helping people if we can't use our vehicles because the power the power's out. Well, we would be out, we would be stuck in place. We would. Yes. So I'm like, I mean, there needs to be other alternatives out there, and that just, I mean, it, it doesn't seem like they're, we're getting the alternatives, and they don't want to use um, gas-powered vehicles. And I'm looking at, I mean, most of the boats and things that are being powered and going out to help people are gas-powered. Yes, and, and the whole thing with, uh, I don't believe the electric car thing is ever going to happen. I don't, I don't believe either. this big transformation and that GM and Ford are going to stop making the gas engine in 10 years and that California is not going to allow them to be sold because I don't believe that ultimately some a plot so huge that would require the entire country and the entire world really to be on board I don't know how you hold a plot like that together when it goes so against the evidence that you just described. Yes, I mean, I just feel so valid, too. I mean, there's, there are people down there that probably could move around if their cars are not damaged, but they can't. They have no way of getting them charged. Yes. So, just kind of I, a thought. Thank you, April. To be fair, you know, getting gasoline is, is uh, also difficult, but at least it's there, and you can wait in line and you can get it. If there's no electricity, there's no electricity. And not only are you stuck in place, but your car is stuck in place, too, if it's electric. Makes no sense. But that's just one little piece of evidence in a whole world of evidence that the whole electric car thing is is bogus. The the idea is ridiculous. Mark's in Watertown next. Hey, Mark. Hi. Good afternoon. I am a very kind person. I want to know... Why everything is a disorder. There's no responsibility. You let a criminal go, he or she, she just gets worse. What about a guy like Charlie Manson? Just had a disorder, so we should have him let out onto the street. What about people like Oswald or Saran, Saran or Hankley? They had disorders, so they should all be put back onto the street. I don't understand this. Well, they're not really making a concrete argument about why people shouldn't be locked up. They're just saying equity 
i.e., we live in a racist, horrible society controlled by evil white people who've been hurting anybody who's not an old white man forever. Therefore, we have no right to keep anyone in prison because it's all corrupt. Let everybody out effectively. This is this is where the left is coming from, and that's what's driving this stuff. And, yeah, but like, yeah. should, everybody should be the same kind of individual. We should all be different kinds of individuals. We all don't want to think the same. And uh, we don't want to be like all the criminals. Like I said, I'm a kind person, but these people and, uh, you know, uh, weather, uh, war, or whatever, uh, it's ruining the country. Well, ruining the country seems to be the agenda right now, as long as you get to be the one who's running it. They don't seem to mind ruining it. And that's yet another fact of life today that is a bit confounding when you're trying to solve these puzzles. Thank you, Mark. 860 wtic Steve calling from New Hartford. Hi, Steve. Uh, hello, Todd. Yeah, you know, we're talking about this topic, and I agree with you. And you know, as a Republican, I'm puzzled because I don't know who I'm going to vote. I know on the governor's side, we have two knuckleheads with Lamont and then the Lamont wannabe Stefanowski. So, you know, I'm pro-life. So no way in hell could I vote for a pro uh, against pro-life candidate. So the only choice I have when I'm going to vote, now this is only my opinion, is I'm going to support Leonora Levy and I'm going to leave the governor line empty because... If he doesn't stand up for the rights, how can you trust Stefanowski? Now, never mind Lamont. We know he's a scumbag. But well, hey, hold, hold on a sec. Help. Slow down a little bit, Steve. If yeah. either way, whether Bob wins or whether Ned wins, there's going to be a pro-choice governor. So why would you blank the line when there's so much good that would come over switching to Stefanowski because like I'm saying uh, Todd well I'm challenging what you're saying though I know I know you don't want to vote for somebody who's pro-choice but there's going to be a pro-choice governor either way so why not have a good pro-choice governor instead of a a joke of one well if you let me answer what's so good about a man that doesn't know where he stands at least with Lamont everybody knows where he is Stefanowski changes day to day I'm sorry. That's what I think my fellow Catholics should do, and Republicans. I mean, they goofed up. you got to have a man with some guts to stand up. How come Leonora is standing up? I know she might not beat Blumenthal, but I wish the hell she would. But at least she's got guts. Leora, her name is. I'm sorry. but That's all right. I just want you to know. I don't think any of them have guts. Oh, she does. No, she's she's just... doing what she thinks the the only way to get attention is, I assume. I mean, if I look at that race, Stephen, I say, I'm nobody knows who I am, and I don't have enough money to blanket the airwaves with TV commercials all day, every day. How do I get elected? And you start with the base, and you tell the base what they want to hear. And now I'm not saying this because I think poorly of Leora. I think she's wonderful. But I'm just saying that don't be fooled because this is how politics works. If you have if nobody knows you and you want to create a little excitement and and by the way, the likely nominee is a con- complete rhino. Then if you're Leora Levy and you want to beat Themis, 
you say, I'm going to be a conservative, and she will look terrible by contrast, and with Republican voters selecting the Republican nominee, they will turn away from her and vote for me. And that's what happened. All right, Todd. Well, I just wanted to give my two cents, whatever it's worth. I'm glad you did. Thank you, Steve, for the call. But don't think she's heroic or something because of that. She may turn out to be. But to me, I just see politics happening. With everybody, I see politics happening. They want to figure out how to advance. Now, that doesn't mean that we know that they won't do good things or that they will do good things. That could happen. I believe that Bob would be a good governor because Bob was a good businessman at high levels of business. I like that. He operated in an environment where you had to succeed or you got whacked. As opposed to Ned, who's never operated in any environment except being born filthy rich. So, which one do you like better? 860-522-9842. I missed the break, I think, Joe. You want to do it now? All right. Let's take a break right now on WTIC. Now, back to the Todd Feinberg Show, live from the NJ Diet Studios on WTIC. News Talk 1080. Oh, yeah. How about that? Marco in Berlin. Hi, Marco. Hey, uh, Todd. I want to talk to you about that last caller. I, I respect his opinion about the pro-choice thing, but he's got to stand up for, if anything, for the taxes alone. Lamont, is, uh, Lamont and the Democrats pushed this. 2023 truckers mileage tax through during covid during the pandemic and that's going to raise the cost of everything everything comes into connecticut on trucks gas food medicine you name it everything's going to cost more and for that alone he should he should be voting for stefanowski and all people that are listening should be voting for all democrats because they all stood by and let this pass through against all democrats you mean all Democrats. I mean, why, why would we want any Democrats in office? They, they, they back this. They back the Democratic agenda. And if every, you know, everybody's complaining everything's so expensive now, it's going yes. to get worse next year. Just wait till the downturn really sets in. It's, it's incredible. I can't believe people are not talking about this. The 2023 truckers' mileage tax is huge. It's bigger than the tolls, and nobody's talking about it. It's going to bring in more money to the state but on our on our backs it, well it's always on our backs it's always on our backs that's right. the only the only place it comes from is us we are the productive ones government is the leech organization that siphons the money off and all these stories they tell us thank you marco for the call all the stories they tell us are just stories just nonsense as if somehow they can make our lives better they can't and what they do do is make our lives worse on a regular basis. They're the ones who've made it the most expensive state in the country to live in. And they keep trying to make it more expensive because they figure they know how to uh, get you buffaloed because that's what they've been able to do so far is to keep you buffaloed. It's horrible, but true. 860-522-WTIC Rantline, 860 4698. We'll take some more calls coming up. Let's get a traffic update, though. Mark Christopher in the BPS Lawyers Traffic Center. Did you survive the weekend, Mark? 
We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.